0: Well, hello everyone uh welcome to another episode of crt sound system um my name is tom and i'm here with reese as always reese how are you i'm doing great i'm 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 hype i'm cranked up
1: <laughs>
0: uh, and we're joined by a guest today uh roar how are you today
1: oh i am outstanding Fantastic. we have a great game in front of us great music
0: yeah um so yeah uh we are this is episode 22 um And we've got a a bit of a sort of a a weird one, I guess. Um, Because rather than doing the actual soundtrack for a game, we're doing the um, OC Remix version soundtrack of a game. (laughs) Um, And that game being Sonic CD, if you hadn't guessed by the opening track. Um, So, yeah. But I I feel like if
2: we're going to... Sorry, of of course, I I, I would like to let Roar introduce it. I just want to say that... I I feel if you're gonna do like a fan mix, like feature a fan mix on on anything, like Sonic is the first like yeah. game franchise you go to. Like Sonic feels like it it a, a franchise. It feels honestly to me totally elevated by its fans, yeah, and absolutely. that not to say there is uh indiv- there aren't individual great things in there. Um, it it is it is great to to kind of see the uh, how how. Engaging this, these sort of like fan remixes
0: are. Mm. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, I uh, suppose, Roar, if you wanted, to uh, let us know about this and uh, sort of why you picked this specifically.
1: So, uh, I think I was like seven or eight years old, and my brother from another father moved in with us. And mm. instead of his regular Genesis, he had a Genesis with this giant monstrosity that took CDs had uh spitting underneath it. And I saw the intro cinematic to Sonic CD coming in with the, the U S Sonic boom mm. and Iconic. It, it. Yeah. It changed the chemistry of my mind forever. <laughs> and now I'm a, a Sonic weirdo. I have Sonic tattoos that I tell people are canonical to Sonic CD. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah.
0: Um, and uh, why why the remix album rather than the the sort of original, either one of the originals, I suppose?
1: Well, the, the two soundtracks like to start fights on the internet, because I, yeah. I was looking up why there was two, because I didn't know myself, okay. and it had turned out that originally Sonic CD was being designed as a port for Sonic 2 to show off the Sega CD, mm-hmm. the peripheral that it ran. So from there, they realized that they had a much bigger game in front of them. So they let Yuji Naka continue working on Sonic 2 over here in the U.S. And uh, Naoto Oshima took over on Sonic CD and completely changed it. So it released in Japan with its own soundtrack that was... uh, they, They decided it was a little weird for U.S. audiences... Yeah. In, in a boardroom somewhere so they kind of like muted it and made it more like straightforward keep going at the same speed sort of thing rather than the really mm. exploratory stuff i feel like they did on the on the japanese soundtrack
0: yeah uh yeah the, the japanese soundtrack is a little more sort of experimental electronic um then sort of the, yeah, it's a bit more straightforward. Um, I think I remember listening to an interview with uh, with Spencer Nielsen, who did the US soundtrack, uh, and a lot of it as well was like just executives in the United States who wanted to put their stamp on games. Um, and this is one of the ways that they would do it, it would just be to like just completely gut the soundtrack. Um, because oh in Europe, uh, this game had the same soundtrack as the as the Japanese version. Um, so my my version of this soundtrack is the same as the Japanese version, and um, that would be the one that I sort of grew up with as such.
1: Yeah, I was looking to um, actually buy Sonic CD for Steam just so I could play through it again, because I knew I mm. had it on my PS3. And as soon as I started looking for it, somebody in a suit with sunglasses put a collar around my neck and said, don't say <laughs> Sonic Origins too loud. Yeah. So... <laughs> I have to. Uh, I have to leave that one alone. Stop looking at. I have to leave that one alone. Um, <laughs> no, but it's weird because now I my PS three is a historical item because it has like the last retail version of Marvel vs. Capcom two, and apparently one of the last retail versions of the uh, Christian Whitehead redo of Sonic CD.
0: Yeah, um, I believe the one on Xbox three hundred and sixty is backwards compatible. Um if i remember rightly but i'm not sure um but yeah that's definitely the last place you can sort of um play those is, is that generation of consoles um this was uh, it's, it's probably worth talking a bit about oc remix as well just like as a concept um because i think when you initially sort of reached out to us you did mention that you just wanted to maybe do like general overclock remix um discussion but i, I sort of wanted. to focusing on maybe one uh, one game or one album from from OC Remix. But, like, do you have much of a, of a history with OC Remix yourself? Or, or yourself even, Reese?
2: I, I don't know much about OC Remix at all, so I'm very curious okay. to, to learn.
0: Yeah. And Roar?
1: So, uh, I had had, you know, the Sonic DNA running around my brain when they announced Temporal Duality coming out. I had seen it... Mm. I forget where I had originally been turned on to OC remix. It might have even just been like cruising through YouTube or or something on a on a web form that somebody was like, "Hey, check this out because I know yeah. I really liked all of their their Sonic albums." And this one I think stands out because of a few like the ones for Sonic 2 and 3, they're mm. great, but a lot of them sound like they're just like taking the 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 tune like a jazz chart and then just, you know, layering talis talented- yeah. Yeah, and and doing solos and stuff over it, which is great. But this this I feel they really took out and stepped out and transformed a lot of stuff yeah. from from the original soundtracks and made something like unique that that stands by itself.
0: Yeah, no, I I I would agree with that. I'm not a huge fan of the Sonic Two one, um, but like from from my own experience with OC remix, I think uh, back in the earliest days of me getting online, I was finding OC remix just because like getting game music um, when you didn't have access to like torrents or, or fast FTPs or anything like that. Um, you could maybe download a couple of mp3s in a day um, on like a, a shitty ISDN line um, and you could really only access direct downloads rather than anything else. So like being able to go onto OC Remix and just download some music even if it wasn't the actual game music um was definitely a way i started to get really into game music when i first sort of started going online um i don't listen to a lot of oc remix stuff these days um just because you know it's so easy to get game music nowadays um and specifically even sonic cd like sonic CD soundtrack is on everything now um so go check that out um but yeah um i suppose i will jump into some tracks first and um we'll listen to those and then we'll, uh, we'll talk a bit more about it. So, um, the first four tracks I have here are, um, the Palm Beach Sega Tan, which is a Palm Tree Panic U.S. remix by Amphibious. Uh, I have Crystal Duration, which is a remix of both the Metallic Madness and special stage J- Japanese soundtrack from Funk Fiction. Uh, The Future is Bright, which is a Metallic Madness, um, g mix Uh, and i suppose we'll talk about the different mixes of each of the tracks as well sort of a bit more maybe in the next block um that is by superior x and phonetic hero and then we have future crystalline luminosity which is a coarse quadrant us mix and that's from lady wildfire and level 99 Thank you. I really love the trance vibes of that last one a lot.
2: Absolutely. I I really enjoyed um I went through it a little bit before the episode mm. uh, of course, but you know, go, going through it again and sort of like just just doing the full letting it hit me moments. It's yeah. really compelling and it it's interesting to me um to in the context of OC Remix as well because this is um even though i haven't really like explored oc remix stuff very much i've always known of it because Mm. like er, like earlier in the internet 21st century internet it was often the only place that had any information about like who composed or
1: uh, Mm, what the the actual
2: title tracks were um and and it's interesting looking at the website now how they have, like, a really, um, I think, generous kind of, like, content policy. There is a, a thread on their um, forum letting you know which one of the remixes is going to get you uh, dinged on YouTube. Um, yeah. And, and I think that that's a... lot. A lot of times when you talk about fandom, you know, that can have a negative connotation to it. But I, yeah. I, I like the dedication to... Um, just video game music and just loving it in a way that I don't know how else to describe except being a fan of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and from there, you know, kind of just encouraging everybody's uh, all these fans' creativity with the music. Um, so that that's kind of like what has been my take, my evaluation of OC Remix. Um, what 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 are yours thoughts?
0: Um, yeah, I I. I pretty much feel the same way about it like it is uh, it's such a celebration of that sort of fan culture um and i think that that's a that's a really good sort of reason to go with sonic as a as a um as a sort of parallel to that because you know as it was mentioned before you know sonic in is is sort of so unique in in culture in how um the fan base is really such a big part of why it has remained um despite the fact that there hasn't really been that many good games, <laughs> like realistically um you know everybody hates oh always hates the new Sonic games um unless it's like sonic mania um for obvious reasons, but like uh, the fans just keep it alive because just they just have a love of it and there's always that love of the game that will just um that will always live on um and it, you know it, it's hard not to sort of get swept up in that and yeah.
2: It, it... It's funny in the face, too, of Sega's reaction, like inability to understand the fans. Uh
3: Um,
2: A lot of the times, like sometimes they get it, um, but you're just like a lot of times you you see stuff like executives being startled that Mutant Sonic wasn't popular. Um, I wanted them to go with Mutant Sonic just because it would be destroy culture, but they made the right choice. Um, Anyway, sorry to interrupt you, Roar.
1: Yeah, no, I was going to say, I've got Sonic Forces over there on my shelf. I've got a copy of Sonic Boom for my Wii U. Yeah, yeah, we cannot stop shoveling this absolute garbage (laughs) in. But it's it's like, and you, you see it on this album, like a lot of these tracks have like two, three, four, five, all of them as the artists. And I think that's really cool how OC Remix uh, really fosters that. Like, I got back into them and started thinking about them again. Because on YouTube, uh, artist goes by MK vaff put out an Oil Ocean Remix in uh, 2022 was the year, if wow. not this year. But yeah, and just like the fact that names like that are still like around making new remixes for mm. games like that. I think that's great.
0: Yeah, it's uh, again the culture of, o- of O.C. remixes is, is really, um, it's really hard to sort of get over, um, how sort of positive it is. Um, and like you say, some some people's like there's so many people who started off doing O.C. Remix that are now like established composers in their own right. Um, like the the second track in that block was by Funk Fiction, who's done like a bunch of indie game soundtracks, and then like um, Vert uh slash jake kaufman has done like I, I seem to recall like his name showing up a lot in the early days of osc remix um and like yeah it's it's such a good sort of breeding ground for uh, for people to just try new ideas and um sort of mess around with things um but I suppose just to talk a bit more about the the game soundtrack itself um i did mention that like uh some of the tracks have different mixes um so like on top of there being two separate soundtracks for the game um each uh each stage has three I believe different versions or no f- sorry four different versions there's the there's the present version the good future the bad future and the past am I right in saying that
1: Uh yeah and then there's yeah. like the the zone 2 mix which is usually just like a little departure from the zone 1 Yeah
0: um and yeah it, it's 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 really interesting to sort of see how those um sort of introduce different elements of, of the same tracks or like um you know use those same elements to create a completely different vibe um it's really really cool to sort of listen to that soundtrack as a whole um I just um I just I just really really like the way they do it. Um the other thing I suppose is worth mentioning on that as well is that uh, for all versions of the game the past tracks are the same. Um so even on the US version um all the past versions cuz they were like programmed into the game rather than being like on the CD um all those were just left in the game as is um so even if you've played the US version you do get a little bit of a preview of what the Japanese version sounded like
1: Oh that's really I I wonder if that's because because one time my Sega CD wasn't working and like half of the assets came in and so maybe they they did it like the the Genesis itself was kind of running that, so they couldn't play with yeah. it too much.
0: Yeah. No. The um the 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 past tracks were generated on the on the the like onboard sound chip, um whereas everything else was done using Redbook audio, which is like CD audio. Um. So yeah, that's uh, it, it's a cool little sort of um fact about that. I I think that's interesting. It's one of the cool things that I love about this era of. Um, video game music is that sort of. Some stuff is using CDs, and um, some stuff is still using like onboard sound chips and and like um, programmed into the games directly. Um, and it's it's a cool thing just sort of seeing where people were were finding how to how to make music, um, you know, with these with both like all the new technology, but still working with the old limitations that they had as well.
1: Yeah, a lot of Sonic CD. I feel at least definitely in like the U.S. soundtrack, it sounds like they were trying to show off like how CD quality the audio yeah. was.
0: Yeah, that was definitely it. And again, if you there's like there's been some interviews with uh, Spencer Nielsen, basically like um they hired him to set up a big studio just for recording um music onto CD audio um and just to sort of show off how good music could sound on a, on a console. Um, and like you take that for granted now, because everything can just have like the best quality music possible, uh, without having to make any compromises and like going back to then when things were made with compromise, um, it's always interesting to see how they sort of were able to get around that. Why stuff like CD audio is, uh, is so impressive for the time, um, but yeah, uh, let's jump into the next block without any further ado, I suppose. Um, the I've got four more tracks. Uh, first one is Ion Storms about Above the Mechanical Forest, uh, which is a Collision Chaos US track that is by Garpocalypse and Superior X. Uh, I've got Two Futures, which is Stardust Speedway Japanese version uh, from Porta Nexus. Uh, I've got Schizophrenic, which is uh, Collision Chaos Japan uh from crew Eye, and then the last one in the block is uh corruption uh which is another metallic madness um the Mad- metallic madness comes up a lot on this soundtrack um <laughs> or on this remix um cd and that one is by tubers mcgee
2: Shout out to Legally Distinct, Nine Inch Nails.
0: Uh. That fucking whips ass. I just... Uh, I, I, I'm I, always really impressed when somebody can do that, where they'll, like, make... It, it's, a, it's a different song, but it has... It just hits all those same beats <laughs> as Closer, and, like, it's very obviously referencing Closer, but it's, as you said, Legally Distinct from Closer. <laughs> um, yeah, that last one, absolutely whipped ass. I loved it. But... Um, I didn't really notice it until this time listening. I was like, oh, I know this is absolutely just closer, um, which is great. Uh, I'm into that.
2: So, Roar, um, I'm curious. I know that you are a musician, um, and you, it seemed like your neurons were uh, extremely activated during the uh, percussion in a couple of <laughs> these last ones. So I'd, I'd be curious to to hear sort of how the, the sonic... Uh, music sort of intersects with your uh, your efforts as a musician. <laughs> however would you describe that?
1: Well, yeah, like one of the things I just love about OC remixes is, is that they are not afraid of using gigantic drums that just sound like you're mm. throwing furniture around. And <laughs> um, yeah, sonic music just it it pushes you. It's it's got that it, you know you gotta you gotta go to the right. You gotta go fang. Um, and I, I just, it, and even, even when you get to like the other games, just like the, the, uh, the level of effort they go through to make like engaging tracks. Um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking about like the, the butt rock of the later Sonic games right now. For some reason. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm. But, um, yeah, it's just, I, I was just that whole little set there. I was just going nuts, um, what, what, why can't, why is the name escaping me there? Uh, I know I, I pointed it out in the middle.
0: Oh, the Schizophrenic.
1: Yeah, Schizophrenic. Totally zipped me. Anyway, Schizophrenic just, like, has that moment for me. I, I, it puts me in the Sonic OVA. Did anybody else see that one?
0: Uh, I must have watched it, like, 20 years ago.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so Knuckles has an Australian accent and a cowboy mm. hat, but there's a specific moment where Sonic is just like staring down the the ruined undercloud Earth, and just like about to chase down the robot. And it also mm. goes with that moment in the level where I believe you're also, I think that's that's the the boss fight there. If I'm not mistaken, is you chase down Metal Sonic, and just yeah. like that track just captures that moment of that that like race and that struggle and like staring down a cold robotic highway about to go (laughs) catch your quarry uh just makes me shiver
2: something i'm really taken with as well um as as we go through this episode uh and experience this music is is the different point of view that um, we're experiencing that we don't usually get to, um, because no matter how much a composer loves the Final Fran- Fantasy franchise or whatever, um, it's it's going to be coming from a specific, like, professional place of of what Square Enix needs. You know, um, there, there will not be any uh, closer riffs uh, <laughs> in there, and and the fact, and, and I just feel like you. You hear all all of that. There is absolutely skill and um, passion in there. But it's that same sort of like passion for innovation we've discussed before that video game composers do have for, mm-hmm. for the medium. Sort of like taken to a new and different level with with some of this stuff. Because they they don't have the same sort of like formal constraints of actually composing something for a game. Uh, yeah. it's extremely interesting
0: yeah and i i I think sonic cd is sort of interesting in its own right um especially the the japanese version just because i think it's one of those first game soundtracks where like um you know you'd often get game soundtracks that would um that would like sort of do little riffs like like that closer riff you know that they would just um it would it would just rip off a little bit of a song here and there but like um sonic cd was one of the first soundtracks i heard that like Actually has samples like proper samples like a normal song would have samples, um. And I think that's really really cool because like um, it sort of it connects it to um, to that sort of tradition um in a way that um just um just sort of reproducing those those sounds isn't isn't necessarily going to do, um. So like I th- I think that's a really really cool aspect of of the the Sonic CD soundtrack.
1: Yeah, and I I I was thinking going back to the first set like how they had taken um in crystal duration Mm. the original soundtrack sounds were probably just like sound effects off a keyboard that they put in there and they took those and turned them back into samples for the remix Mm -hmm. but just like the kind of like neat little different effects that you could really get with the the cd audio and sonic cd they they did like sometimes nonsensical vocals but the the title tracks had vocals on them which i thought was cool
0: yeah um yeah that's definitely and, and like to this day i think some of people's favorite sonic music is the vocal ones um you know it's it's always been a bit of a fan favorite to have those vocal tracks and like the the first track we opened with sonic boom um I believe that was actually initially sort of composed for just the American version um but they liked it so much they actually ended up incorporating that back into uh, later versions sort of um, officially uh, even in like Japanese releases um because it's it's hard to deny how good Sonic Boom is as a song
1: oh it's it's iconic it's found its way back I think in a couple games in the franchise it's just a really mm. good track
0: yeah like if you if you take nothing else from the unite you know, the us soundtrack uh it should be the sonic boom track. Mm-hmm. um but look up the animation that goes with it on um on youtube as well it's it's definitely worth watching that that animation is gorgeous
1: yeah, it and it you can go straight from there to the um the animations they made for uh, Sonic Mania in the lead up to that release and oh, just yeah. how directly influenced they were. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You got you can basically just draw a straight line from from there to here. <laughs> um yeah. Um. Yeah. I suppose we'll we'll jump into the next block of tracks. Um. This is going to be very sort of music heavy. I think more than chat heavy because, um. I I found a lot of tracks I really wanted to just include in it. Um. Usually I try to keep the the track list to under an hour, but I think I did about an hour and fifteen minutes worth of music for this one. Um. Just because I, I couldn't oh, okay. help but indulge myself a little bit on sonic music. <laughs> um... Welcome
1: everybody. <laughs>
0: So, the uh, first track we have in this block is going to be Night of the Ninth, um, which is from The Little Planet. Um, is that the, the the start of the game or the end of the game with The Little Planet? I'm not too sure. Um, I guess we'll, so we'll sort of find out. Um, and that is by Theory of End. Uh, we have Paradise Paradox, which is another Palm Tree Panic track from the Japanese version. Um, that's by Superior X. Um we've got Work It, um uh, which is Wacky Workbench US. Um that's by Protodome. And then we have work Workshift, um, the instrumental version. There is a, a vocal version that I am not included on this. Um that's from the Japanese version of Wacky Workbench, and that's by Halk and Sir Jordanius. Reese, um, you've uh, you've declared jihad on Mario in the break, so um, I'm going to get you to uh, to explain. Well, yourself.
2: I mean, I, I this I declared war in my heart. Uh, much <laughs> I've, I've
0: upgraded but, it to jihad.
2: <laughs> uh, thank you. I just <laughs> lately, um, y- you know, I, I'm not very impressed with the Mario movie, and I don't know if you've seen uh, any footage of the new like Mario amusement park. It feels like. It's more cruise ship for how, mm. you know, char- char- charming it can be. Um, and then you and you get stuff like Nintendo shutting down uh, all the music on YouTube. Um, and then compared to Sonic, who has a really fucking good go kart game, <laughs> <laughs> I think we're starting to see Sonic take the gold here. I think. Uh, Sonic is starting to be Mario a little bit. I watched, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 with Roar. Um, and let me tell you, that was a great time. Um, <laughs> and, uh, I, I'm, I'm ready, uh, to, for, to, to admit it and for everybody else, uh, to accept it that who's the biggest Mario fan, uh, movie Bob quartering. Um, you know, it's, it, it, it's, it's over. It's Jover for Mario. That's all I'm saying. Yeah,
0: no, I, I can't. I suppose I can't really disagree with that. Um, and and certainly on the point of uh, of having the better um, kart racing game, uh, I think Sonic takes that.
1: Yeah, um, Sonic and All Stars Racing did a yeah. very good job with the license. I wish Transform took more of those steps. Anyway, uh, it's really. <laughs> um, Being a lifelong Sega fan, it's really been my dream to watch Sonic get absorbed by Nintendo and then destroy it from the inside to kind (laughs) of, like, take it over in a dead space sort of zombie lurching forward.
2: Well, absolutely. Um, It is... I think the best metaphor to use uh, for current events would be Resident Evil 4. Um, Sonic is uh, the little parasite um, that they make uh, Leon eat. (laughs) And it has grown <laughs> to explode Mario's head, and now there's a big knife sticking out of there.
0: Um. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, fair enough. Um, I forget what I was going to say. Um, yeah, the uh, the one, the third track there, "Work It," the Wacky Works Bench US. Um, what I loved about that so much was just that, like, uh, big jet, jet Set Radio vibes. Um, I think it's kind of cool when they could take stuff from one start series and just sort of like um do it in the style of a of a different uh series um especially one that is you know sort of so, so well well known for its great music um but i think yeah all of those the the first one the the night of the ninth uh the little palette one that was just it's a really good vibe on that one um absolutely just uh loving that
1: I never thought about whack-ass work shifts in the context of of jet set radio but yeah that's a that's a really apt fit
0: mm. yeah it's a uh, I, I, I'm I'm kind of obsessed with jet set radio so um anytime something sort of even slightly sounds like that sort of sound um my brain just latches onto it immediately <laughs> um but yeah it's a uh, it's a good sound I always enjoy that um well, I'll, I'll, we're
2: still in the Sonic culture segment of, yeah. uh, of the podcast before the last one. I, I would like to also discuss uh, what we brought up in the break about the the uh, gas station cast oh, registers yeah. hey, that to use that the thing. Sonic noise, um, the Sonic ring collection noise as uh, just the noise when they push every, any fucking button at the plaid pantry. Um, and it uh, it's horrifying. And I would like them to stop.
1: Yeah, I'm out in public. I'm at a gas station. I'm uncomfortable. I don't want to to be worried <laughs> that Sonic might see me.
0: What if what if Sonic knows I'm stoned? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, that would. The worst thing is is that it has the Sonic collection ring sound, but I also there it seems like all the different ring noises are associated, including you know when Sonic loses rings. Um, so sometimes you just are like. Have this deep thirteen-year-old within trigger because all the rings have been lost just because they like, pushed the check ID button or whatever the fuck's going on. <laughs> I'm
0: glad. I'm glad they haven't updated the um, the 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 machines here in Ireland yet because I don't think I could handle that. Society
2: is breaking down in the United States. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: my God. Um. I yeah, suppose we'll, we'll jump into the last three tracks here so um, I just have a couple of the vocal tracks um I don't love vocal tracks in covers in general um but some of these are, are quite quite fun so I just started to throw them in and sort of to just show the the breadth of, of kind of styles and, and stuff that you're going to get on this uh on this uh, soundtrack and this uh and um, this cover album if you do check it out um So the first one I have is This Is Madness, which is another Metallic Madness track from the Japanese version. Uh, That's by Mainfinger, King Tiger and Lady Wildfire. Um, We've got the uh, Gotta Go Faster, which is from Collision Collision Chaos Japan. And the You Can Do Anything track, which is like the Japanese vocal track. Um, That is by Tubers McGee, another, another one of his tracks or one of their tracks. Uh, And then the last one in the block is Forever In Your Mind, uh, which is another Sonic You Can Do Anything track. Uh, That is by Bigoma and Wise The All-E.
4: yet Your price creation, your metal blue blur to rule the nations erected. No hesitation you'll lose when you try to race him.
0: Yeah, the I mentioned before the break that I don't love uh, sort of vocal covers or anything like that in uh, in these kind of things. Um, but I think with Sonic, you can always sort of make an exception because um, there's such a like lack of cynicism to these kind of things, uh, and it's sort of it. It starts with the games themselves, but it sort of permeates right through to the fandom. Um, so it's hard to sort of dislike um, any of those, even if they are a little bit sort of. Uh, cringy (laughs) um in their own way but it's just it's really really enjoyable and uh, everybody just seems to be having a good time
2: there is a cringe to it sure but also it must feel so good to sing gotta go fast stuff um (laughs) you know and it's good to to listen to people feel that good um Mm -hmm. so i agree with you in including a couple of these uh vocal tracks for sure um yeah and uh you know, it it's it makes me want to uh you know, just you know get remove as much uh sound padding between my neighbors as possible and <laughs> go buck wild on my own version of a uh sonic uh <laughs> sonic ballad. But yeah, um it's it, it's really theory. interesting.
0: Absolutely. Any thoughts, Roar?
1: I was I was in there this is madness comes in, and I thought that really kind of captured the style of how the vocal tracks on in Sonic CD are. Mm. And I thought that was kind of interesting. Like if you if you listen to uh, Forever in Your Mind, it kind of sounds sort of hokey and cringy the way it's presented on the in the game. So I, you know, yeah. you can get a little cringy with it. Sonic's yeah, a little absolutely. cringy. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's it, it sort of just embraces that, and I, I can. It's just that lack of cynicism really makes it. Um, work uh, where it might not otherwise.
1: I had to mute myself at the hardware level for uh, "Forever in Your Mind" because I was over here belting it too. <laughs>
2: Hell yeah!
0: <laughs>
1: Fuck yeah! Well, I
2: think too, uh, if if we actually like, to take steps down the garden path of of how the sonic music got to a place like this. This is not that different from a lot of sonic music yeah. it's 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 just the fan earnestness is not something yeah. we ever hear um
0: yeah so I know, it's, yeah. it's
2: it's it's okay. wonderful to sort of be be checking in on a uh on on the fan remix on that level as well
0: yeah definitely um yeah because it, it is something we we've discussed um in our in our secret first episode um you know just that sort of that corniness and that um um you know, just it it's embraced and it's uh, it, it just makes it all the better to have that. Um, and it's even similar enough to like the um, we talked about it a lot on the, the Metal Gear Rising um episode as well. Is just, um, just if you remove that layer of sort of, of cynicism, you can really just get to the core um, and just enjoy a, a song that's just telling you how a character feels or what a character is about uh, without any sort of like um. like level of abstraction to it you know
1: and it allows allows folks to focus on you know making good music
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) definitely um yeah no uh, this has been really really fun um as i've always been a sonic cd soundtrack enjoyer um and it was really really fun to listen to these uh some of them i had heard before um, but others um it was sort of my first time getting into them, and I really really came came away with a new appreciation for um both the sonic c d soundtrack and sort of o c remix as a whole um so i'm I'm looking forward to getting into it a bit more in the future maybe we might do um another couple of o c remix um style episodes um, But I, yeah i think oh, go ahead. i
2: think uh, o c remix is absolutely a valid uh um venue to keep going on if we can find uh you know pick and choose i i think the 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 change in perspective is um quite quite wonderful even uh outside of uh all of the strengths of the music so i'm I'm yeah. curious to explore more
0: absolutely um so yeah uh, thanks so much for joining us roar um have you anything uh you want to plug or or anything like that
1: uh, no, it's been a blast. I don't have yeah. any plugs. Just be kind to the trans people in your life. Um, yes. <laughs>
0: absolutely, especially especially at the moment, it's 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 tough out there.
1: But yeah, um, it's been an absolute blast. I would love to come back and talk more Sonic soundtracks with y'all. Absolutely,
2: uh, we're we're absolutely going to have you back on. And I I wasn't even uh, thinking about this uh, when I asked you, but realizing mid-episode is that you have the, the perspective of uh the drummer's perspective is is really exciting as well so i mm-hmm. like uh I, I like that uh point of view and we're definitely going to explore such things further so thank you so much for uh yeah, rocking it's, out it's with been us. a really good
0: one
1: absolutely thank you so much tom and reese
0: sweet uh yeah reese so uh yourself have you anything you want to plug the usual i suppose
2: yeah check out the podcast video games are the worst thing on earth where we are not normal um check out my twitter which is your very good buds um and check out my twitch which is also your very good bud That's
3: yeah it. Uh,
0: and as for us uh we're crt sound system as always um you can find us on twitter and any most other places as crt pod system or crt sound system uh you can email us crt at gmail.com um we're up on all the all the podcast places so wherever you can find podcasts uh look us up give us a nice rating and review if you're at it as well um but don't feel like you have to <laughs> uh, i hate to be do. i i always hate these sort of call to action things at the end of podcasts so uh, i try not to be like come and come and vote for the podcast but you know yeah, i mean uh, it's, it's at the end there. of the episode yeah.
2: I, I think that's fine what's what's annoying is when there's just like 35 minutes about hello fresh at the start um,
0: fuck you. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. Um but like, but please cool.
2: like, subscribe, leave a review everywhere. Yeah,
0: like it, like and subscribe everything. Um yeah, the la- the last track we're just gonna leave you with is Quadrant of Rock, uh, which is the Quartz Quadrant US um track, and that is from Jive Master. Um I suppose one other thing then is um obviously check out OCRemix.org um and check out the uh, the the projects page because they've got like something like 50 at this page at that point even more different like um soundtrack album or remix albums like this that are just like taking a series or a theme um and just sort of putting them together as a cohesive album there's some really really good stuff on there that's definitely worth checking out um, that's
2: absolutely uh if, if you are unfamiliar with oc remix you you must check it out even a little bit Uh, yeah it's
0: Uh, it's all it's all free and you can just sort of keep browsing forever and there's a lot of really really good stuff on it um so yeah we'll we'll leave you with that uh, with this last track and thank you for listening everyone and thank you Roar, for joining us of
3: course later on bye
0: (laughs) bye